welcome to the most excellent 80s movies podcast. It's the podcast where a filmmaker and a comedian uh, punch the face of the camel, metaphorically, of the 80s movies uh, we think we love or might have missed. Uh, And this is Conan the Barbarian, a movie selection from 1982. Slave. That one had a lot less dialogue, so it might have yeah. been tougher for our non-visual medium. Yeah. But, There's uh, a, um, a lot of shirtless Arnold Schwarzenegger swinging a sword, um, but also like they they really give away they really give away a lot of the big moments. You see, you see Darth Vader turn into a snake. <laughs> You see, like, all of the biggest moments of the movie. Like, that's a real giveaway. Like, I, you think of the movies or tra- movie trailers giving away everything as a modern mm-hmm. uh, sensibility. Uh, right. Well, I, I feel like um, it was a desperate attempt of the studio. It's like, oh, we're worried that no one's going to see this. And we just got to show everything. You Make know. sure they know. Make sure they know how many pectorals, how many biceps. How many sexy witches? How yeah, because I mean, at, at, at this point, you know, Arnold had done nothing, you know? Yeah. Well, and and like the stuff that he had done, right? Like Masters of the Universe. I don't know what year that was, but he was no, no, like, he was, is that not, not him? Is the, no, that's Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. Oh, okay. But they dub him too, right? Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. You're thinking of Hercules. I am thinking of Hercules. That's exactly what I'm thinking of. Yeah, and, and the, the Terminator is still like two years out at this point, you know? Mm. So Arnold Schwarzenegger is just like, you know, um, some big buff dude that people know about. You know, he's an oddity. He's not an actor. Right. I have a question, too. Is is the guy who plays the king, is that Dumbledore? No, that is, that, that's Max von Sydow. Okay. Uh, he is not Dumbledore. He's not Dumbledore? Okay. No. <laughs> he seemed a little like Dumbledore to me. All right. Well, uh, the person who is uh, having all the answers and <laughs> making all the corrections is, of course, <laughs> uh, Nathan Blackwell, uh, filmmaker extraordinaire. Well, hello there. And then with me, as always, is Chrissy Lenz, improv comedy guru. And mistake maker. Mistake maker. (laughs) Yes. Mispronouncer of so many things. Uh So Um, I'm going to head this one off at the pass to make the distinction. So the comedian and and people in general are Conan. mm -hmm. And then the character is Conan. 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 Okay. I got you. All right. Conan. Um, there's <laughs> there's so much that happens in this movie. Oh, there's yeah. So and, and for a script that, that must have been extremely short because there's so little dialogue, but in, in a great way. Like, 
it, it there's huge sections just with no dialogue that it's basically like a silent film and an opera together with kind of a sword and sandal, you know, beheading movie. It is the strangest mix. And if you're not, most people, I, I, I feel like most people out there are probably the same preconceptions of anyone who had, who hasn't seen the movie has a very base, low-level conception of what Conan the Barbarian is, which basically is the Conan the Destroyer. Like, you know, that's... That it... People's conception is what they have in, in that movie. Yeah. But but Conan uh, the Barbarian is a kick-ass movie made by just, um, you know, Oliver Stone and John Milius swinging for the fence and hitting it, hit, hitting it out of the park. It's, it's an unexpected movie for those who haven't seen it. They're swinging for the fence. They're hitting the fence. They're turning the fence into a snake. They're turning that snake into a bigger snake. And then that snake is eating the movie. And um, there's even another piece of it going on that is like, you have James Earl Jones in this movie whose performance is on another plane of existence from everybody else's oh yeah like i i put it in the same category or even higher than um frank langella in masters of the universe like he is just going for it he is bringing home 11 he you is know. and he's doing so much acting with just like with his eyes and his expression and his bangs the bangs <laughs> in this movie mm -hmm. are their own thing I don't understand what period of time this is where, like, every man had bangs, <laughs> regardless of station or position in life or where they were from. It was just bangs, bangs, bangs. Um, but so at the very top of this movie, we see, like, the little village. It's a little village. And, like, little baby Conan is there, like, with his dad. And they're learning about the riddle of steel. And it, there's this very comical cut back and forth between, like, the quiet life in the vi village and these, like, scary men running toward the village. Who are, are those barbarians? The scary men coming towards the village? Well, you could, you could argue that, you know, barbarians are basically people without a, quote, civilization or society, you know. And so you could call... Uh, Conan's people, barbarians, and then these guys coming in, you know, are are these raiders mm -hmm. um, of an unknown origin? It turns out they're, you know, they've they've got the long form plan. They they they. It turns out that they're later the the big bad guys who have now over like a period of like 15, 20 years have transformed into a cult. They've yeah. upgraded their criminal organization. From just kind of like, a, uh, you know, a smash a, and grab, smash and grab forest, you know, gang to like a legitimate like religion slash cult mm -hmm. with tax exemptions. Yeah. And I want to talk about who's sewing their their robes. Um, but like it reminded me of that scene in Quest for the Holy Grail where he comes running, like you just see it, like you cut between him running and it's like, doo -doo 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 -doo, and he's running. And then there's like sort of peace and calm inside the village. And he's like doo -doo 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 -doo, running. And then he comes in and just is killing people willy nilly. <laughs> like <laughs> This is that scene. <laughs> um, uh, because like people in the village are just like, oh, do -do, we're going to make some soup. I'm going to sew some buttons on something. And then it's like, Literally, people are being murdered left, right, and sideways, a and the entire place is being burned to the ground, and there's nothing left standing, except you find out later that they have, I guess, uh, this was a kidnapping. They, they were kidnapping the children of this village to spin their wheel of questionable in 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 intent. Use. The wheel of questionable intent. <laughs> the wheel of pain. And they doesn't it call the wheel of misery or something like No, that? I, I think it's the wheel of pain. I could be wrong. But what are um, they doing? Are they milling things? 
That would be my guess because, you know, I feel like they're smart enough to have two functions. You know, they're (laughs) they've got the pain aspect and then they've got like, you know, the produce to continue their criminal organization. Right. Because they've got big plans. They've obviously got, you know, like um, an accountant. They've Mm -hmm. got, you know, like they've got like a council of, of businessmen. Like they've got like plans, like they're yeah. not just like stumbling through this. No, no, yeah, that's not for the love of beheading mothers and burning huts. It's it's yeah. it's long term, and they achieve those goals. Like the James Earl Jones snake cult get hits what they are aiming at. Uh, but there is this really like odd moment, interesting moment that I think is the third level of this film, where like everybody is dead except presumably the 11 kids that they're going to nap, Conan himself and Conan's (laughs) mama, Conan mama, who is standing there with a sword. And she's she's very fierce. She's very beautiful. But there's just this long standoff where she's standing there with a sword holding Conan's hand, uh, Conan's hand. And... Uh, the bad guys all come up. There's this whole big ceremony of like, let's all take off our very fancy hats. Let's wait for a really long time for James Earl Jones to slowly walk up and like, I guess, hypnotize her with his eyes. We just watch James Earl Jones's eyes tell the story to her of his 10 year plan. And I and at some point she's like, okay, I see the wisdom of your long long term goals, and just like he he whops her head off, and uh, Conan is just like, oh, it's not what I thought was going to happen, but. <laughs> and then the kids have been napped. They're spinning this wheel of of industry, you know, mm-hmm. if you will, and like over time, they only it turns out they only needed Conan. Uh, he's the only one spinning this wheel by the end. Well, I, I think that's just a product of maybe it wasn't the most, um, you know, perhaps there was misguidance in the whole process of of these kids, you know, like, did they really need them? You know, were they really grooming them for anything? I feel like they were really just using them as potential labor, like they could you know eventually you assume that they that they're dying off but maybe they're actually like you know taking them from scratch and then putting them into their army but for yeah. whatever reason conan is is the the last remaining one and it's just a fantastic backstory for someone who's for like you know for this character who is ultimately on a path of like becoming a hero on a path of revenge you know, like these epic tales. This this whole movie is like an opera, you know, is it is operatic at least. Mm-hmm. Because really, like operas are not this visual. You right. know, like like the story of of um of his mother dying, the, the, the town getting sacked, him being put on the wheel of pain, him growing up and becoming a man. And then him afterwards being sold into kind of like pit fighting. Mm-hmm. There's almost no dialogue during all of that. Right. Well, there, there's like the narration, uh, which we learn much, 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 much later in the movie is the the wizard guy that we meet mm-hmm. very briefly. Yeah. Uh, who's just like oh, the chronicler I- of his legend. Who's like, I guess I should tell you what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so the, like, sort of ginger teen who is, like, whipping him on the punishment wheel in the first half, at some point when they are adultish, is like, you know what, now is our time. They have their long-term goals, but I have my five-year plan, and it is to break you out of here and for us to go to a different form of imprisonment for you, which is pit fighting, and like I, you know, Conan just asks no questions. He's like, "Okay, I go with you now. I fight this guy. He's biting my neck. Should I just kill him? I will kill him. Oh, I killed him, and now I get fancy murder bracelets. I get, I did I killed all those other guys. I get a fancy murder hat. Um, 
kill three guys and I get a girlfriend for the day. Um, and he just like asks no questions. He just sits crisscross applesauce and waits for the next task to be given him. So I guess like he has a very zen approach. Mm-hmm. Well, he's he's captive at this point. Like he is still a, a, a the child of a, the mind of a child, and so he is. Um, I feel like depicted very realistically, you know, and compellingly that he is still finding his adulthood mm-hmm. in this in the in the first half hour, you know, and so uh, you know eventually. And, and good God, it's only been a half hour. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, and there's so much that's happened. Yeah, and so eventually uh, the red-haired man it's like that like that feeling it's like no I must I you know I must let I love you so I must let you go. Like he's mm-hmm. drunken and crying and breaks his chains. Go, go you fool. Live. It's a real Harry and the Hendersons moment. Yeah, and again, and it's told all this 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 whole um story has huge sections where it's just told with very little dialogue and all with visuals and then just the amazing music by uh, Basil Polidorus. I hope I'm not butchering his name. Um, but yeah, it, it's it, it's also one of the great like soundtracks, like one of the great movie soundtracks. Yeah, I mean, it's very epic. It's very intense. It is very entertaining. Like, so then he runs away and he like stumbles into like he's running for his life mm-hmm. and he like stumbles into a cave. And, you know, one question I have about this movie and many other movies like it where there's this trope of like skeletons being in cool places like they're sitting on a throne, they're wearing their crown, they've got their sword. Like, did they die and then they were placed there, or were they like, I feel a little scratch in my throat, I'm gonna sit in the spot <laughs> uh-huh. where I would like to be discovered as a well, skeleton one day? Yeah, it, it, it's kind of like uh, the Goonies issue of like everyone sitting around the table. I feel like they were poisoned and yeah. then put in place, uh-huh. you know. <laughs> There's a lot of moments in this, too, where you're like, how did those skeletons get there? Why didn't anyone ever move them? Like, what is why are there corpses everywhere? Uh Um, But he finds like a cool sword and he finds this. So then he's just like just like running around. Um, He like has some sexy times with a cave witch. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I like the idea that, uh, you know, basically this like super aggressive crazy you know like which that this is actually his retelling of the story mm-hmm. you know of, of a, an aggressive female yeah. <laughs> and him telling the chronicler of what he thought and, and it's just yeah and it's it's blown out of proportion and like was this this is like they talk about game of thrones as the like sex position or whatever where it's like they're telling you they're telling you things you need to know about people and places, but there's like ma- major hardcore like sex happening right in front of your face. So it's like, and so she tells him about the two snakes, right? And the moon. Yes. So the, he's, he's still haunted by the symbol um, of the bad guys that destroyed his village, which is like the two snakes meeting together. And so he he's still he still desires revenge for his family. Yeah. And like she she gives him all this information, but then she like turns into a monster and also tries to eat him and then becomes lightning and like runs away. <laughs> and it's mm-hmm. pretty great. Um very memorable. Nothing nothing went according to no. plan except <laughs> um but he gets he does get to meet his best friend who i guess was like being put out as food for the her pet wolves subatai and like they have just the best relationship like i love them i love them from the moment of them like breaking out together and eating together and being like what is your god oh my god is wind cool 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 my mm-hmm. god is a guy named crom um and then like uh-huh. and he's he he laughs at your god uh you're because your god s- stinks mm-hmm. and my god like lives above your god and then sabotai is like i don't know i mean my god it's kind of everywhere <laughs> and arnold uh-huh. is like damn 
And he's just like, and then he just like glares. Got me at there. Him. Yep. <laughs> and then they have, they just, they do, they do this like the fun run. Like that's how they get from place to place is they just run and it feels joyous, right? It feels like they're just like, wee. Yay. Uh-huh. We, we really wish we had horses. But we're having so much fun. Yay. It's Conan uh-huh. and uh, like bat, fun run 5K. Um, they meet Valeria. She's amazing. They climb a tower. Mm-hmm. Well, well, they have this great D and D adventure to where they 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 you know they get to a town. They they there's like tavern people and various like shops, and uh, they look around for a quest and they find this tower and they decide, oh, we're gonna break into it. And then they meet another like member of the party. Oh, I guess we should team up together. Oh, you silly people. You didn't even bring rope. All right, let's work Mm -hmm. together. And then they break in and then there's a monster and there's a jewel and there's cultists. And it's 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 so great, you know, very much easy, though. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I I really like the you know, there's so many different types of world building and fantasy worlds. This is a very interesting, um, you know, it's like. A lot of like typical fantasy realms. It's always a lot of you know European um, fantasy origins of like you know. So you ultimately are like a bunch of white people, you know, and elves, and and then you've got the dwarves, and it's hard to introduce other ethnic backgrounds. And with this one, it's really kind of like it takes place wherever like their version of of Mongolia intersects with kind of like almost like a slightly Viking Eastern European section. So you have, you always have those kind of like ethnicities and, and different interesting backgrounds in there. And it feels totally real. And it, it's much more diverse than I think a lot of other movie uh, fantasy you know yeah and you and you you can see recognizable pieces of like that looks mongolian that does look viking that that's clearly asian uh you know um Mm -hmm. uh, and they so then they just like are you know for either three days or three years like living living high on the D &D horse where they're just like rich in jewels and like getting high and and uh valeria and conan fall in love um (laughs) and they're they're just like living their best lives Mm -hmm. this is the age of like feathered hair and and like heavy metal haircuts you know Uh, and so many bangs mm -hmm. yeah it's it's like and then you can see all this stuff like in early D and D stuff, like everyone had these types of haircuts, you know, like yeah. very eighties, heavy metal, long hair style haircuts. Yeah, and it and it is like it is the haircut you picture on that like the the thing where he like you know he's got his muscles all out and he's standing on a hill holding up his sword and she's like down like holding his leg and it's like that's the that is the vibe that's what they're going for and like the the love uh you know between valeria and um conan is intense and it's both like expressed verbally by her but also very not verbally by the story that we're seeing unfold so a king who is not dumbledore Mm. let's be clear about that is he's like (laughs) They took my daughter. The snake cult took my daughter. I want her back. I'll give you, like, literally carry away as many jewels as you can hold in your hands. I They mean nothing to me. Bring me back my daughter. Mm-hmm. But, like, no real timeline. No, no like, parameters. Just, you know, when you get to it. Um, and Valeria and Subutai seem to be like, yeah, let's not. He already gave us all these handfuls of jewels. Let's not go mess around with. Mm-hmm. At this point, he's learned it's Thulsa Doom. Is that yeah. right? It's the one name you pronounce correctly. <laughs> I feel like I'm I was just... born to say Thulsa Doom. <laughs> Joking. 
like so they're like let's not like he's he's mm-hmm. a demon he's he's got all these powers let's just keep doing our thing yeah yeah because they're they're at this point their occupation are is thieves you know they're not noble mm-hmm. heroes they're like let's break in and steal stuff because we have nothing you know yeah um but yeah i i, I wanted to to touch back again just like how good the storytelling is the the courtship between conan and valeria you know we get to see we we feel it but it's in in such of a short duration that they go from acquaintances to like soul bonded and it's done so well because we get to see this arc you know we see their courtship and a little bit of flirtation as they're like looking through the jewels, you know, and it's done really nice. It's done really well. And, and then, and then we, we basically see them like decide to, to go for full sexy time. Uh huh. Which like, I think they, I think their sexy time lasts like a couple of weeks or like <laughs> they do take food breaks. Right, and then you see them having fun and with the eating. So it's not just about the passion; it's about like their 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 relationship, like blossoming, mm-hmm. you know. And then you see like the soul bonding of them just holding each other, and and from the beginning, I timed it for the beginning of like their flirtation, where they're you know they're just like testing the waters to where they're now embracing you know, as soul bonded. And they're now like at a, at a bar together. Oh, you trying on different hats and stuff like that. That's, <laughs> that's three minutes. Oh, wow. That's all that happens in just three minutes, you know? And it's amazing. It's, 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 it's fantastic storytelling. Uh, and, but she, and she does verbalize too. Like at some point she says like, uh, way towards the end where she is dying she's like breathe your last let me breathe my last breath into your her mouth uh-huh. like, wow <laughs> that is intense um but even before conan leaves her she's like we we're gonna be together forever that's literally the only thing that matters to me and then he's like well i guess i can't figure out how to like tell her that i gotta go do this thing so i'm just yeah. gonna go yeah there's that great moment where she's like let's just take the money we've got and ride off and go on other adventures there's no reason to go after this it's too dangerous and yeah. then like he as he he embraces her but then he as he's holding her he then picks up the the emblem of the snakes and and looks at it again as she's holding him just immediately letting us know that you know what his intent is Mm -hmm. and 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 definitely you know we credit the filmmakers with all this visual storytelling but also there was a a very pragmatic sense of stripping out a lot of dialogue is because arnold has this super thick austrian accent Mm -hmm. you know and it's it's thicker at this point than in anything he's ever done he had to take a lot of like speech classes and things like that but they, you know, they just found that, like, they he was originally the the narrator doing the exposition. And mm. the, you know, it's like, the studio is like, we can't. Uh, it's, it's, it's not it's... working. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I like that. Yeah. And he, because he, he really doesn't have a lot of words. Um, mm-hmm. And it is so distinct of that, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger in, impersonation that was, like, so everywhere in the, like, the 80s and 90s where he's just like, rah, rah, rah. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of that in this. This is a real show me, don't tell me movie. But so he runs away. He he meets the guy who becomes the narrator, the giggle witch who, like, lives in the Played by Mako, yeah. Where like wind doesn't like fire doesn't burn and yeah it's a super super windy hill that you know surrounded by like a graveyard and some kind of like ghosts or something that's right uh but anyway he finds he finds this temple and it's like my question is okay is this is a snake cult 
but it also seems like really hippie-ish. Like they're like <laughs> flowers. That's their hook, yeah. And uh-huh. dandelions. And it's like, it's about, <laughs> what is it about? Like what is luring them? Well, yeah, that's the interesting thing is that it is, it's not like they're, you know, conquering people and, and putting them under the lash. Like they are, they are enticing um, probably like well-to-do, you know, white women mm-hmm. who in the, in their, you know, if they were in modern day, they would, they would seek out yoga and Zumba instead. Yeah. You know, and, and you see like when they're in the cult, when they're stealing the uh, the jewel, you know, in the tower, it's all these young women mm-hmm. who are in this cult, you know, who have left their homes seeking meaning, and so that's the hook is that's the um, th- that Thalsa Doom is is giving them is basically a new religion. Mm-hmm. He's giving them a new meaning, and it's probably based off of of you know of some of the 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 hippie generation you know because you everyone you know looks like hippies with the flowers and things like that mm-hmm. and just kind of like that movement and i can totally see just knowing john milius like john milius the director and co-writer with with oliver oliver stone john milius i could totally see just having this really like low version of of hippies so john milius he's friends with the friends with the cohen brothers the the character Walter in the Big Lebowski is based off of John Milius. Oh wow! wow <laughs> so okay. we've seen we've we've seen another John Milius film, which was Red Dawn. Oh okay, yeah yeah yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so just a love of like military history and strategy and tactics, but also strangely like a huge surfer. You know, like one of his his I think his first movie was a surfing movie, and so the actor Subutai, who plays Subutai, is not an actor; he is a surfer. Ah, he fits in perfectly in this in this film. Um, uh-huh. uh, and so yeah, so there's these hippies; they're all like waiting their turn to walk up the mountain. We have to assume that at least a third of them are going to go into the robe making. Um, portion of this infrastructure Mm -hmm. there is clearly infrastructure they've got a whole system mapped out um and arnold schwarzenegger does a very clever job of like you know showing his little symbol like it's an id being like no i've got a backstage pass i've got a backstage Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. pass i need to get backstage um and then he does but he gets busted and james earl jones is like okay what is happening right now? You're not one of my uh, little princesses. And he and he's like, well, you killed my father and like destroyed my whole village. And my favorite moment of this entire movie is when James Earl Jones is like, yeah, I was like that. I was like that when I was younger. You got me. You got uh-huh. me. I did. <laughs> I That was me. I'm not going to. I was a you know, I was a <laughs> very murdery in my youth. Um and then he does this whole thing. It's like, ah, oh, the riddle of steel. Like, here's the answer. Steel is only as strong as the hand that wields it. And, you know, I don't need steel. I can ask a pretty girl to jump off a cliff and she will jump off a cliff. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Flesh not, is stronger. Yeah. That's and that's a good. That's great. Like, all of a sudden mm-hmm. you're like, wow, damn, like that's deep. He is acting the hell out of it. Like, he is so believable. I, I was like, great, how do I sign up for this cult? It definitely <laughs> seems like better than anything else that's going on. Um, and he, but and so he has Conan crucified. Uh-huh. Crucify him. To the tree uh. of woe. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Um, and like he, he gets crucified and he is out there. He he bites the head off a vulture. Um, <laughs> so hardcore so hardcore and um so, so many things so many things he, he punches a camel he bites the head off a vulture like he's but it's like it's like he's not giving up even though he is like crucified to the tree of woe if you try and bite his his pepperonis he is gonna bite your head off 
vulture. So just back mm-hmm. off. Uh, so Valerian sabotage, sabotage, Subaru, um, come and rescue him. But like he did. So they take him to the Giga Wizard and um, they t- like tie him up in the windy field and say like, you know, they do this spell to be like, well, either he'll come back mm-hmm. or he'll be taken. And they mean that literally because animated ghosts come and try and like take him. And Valeria's like, nope. And she sits on his body. Uh-huh. So that they can't Slapping the him. ghosts off. Yep. <laughs> and like, that's love, man. And she's like, whatever the cost is, I'll pay it. Very like Game of Thrones, you know, mm-hmm. moment. Whatever mm-hmm. the cost is, I'll pay it. Um, and then he just wakes up and he's like, whoa. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I gotta use the bathroom. It's been a week. It has been a week. Um, so then they go assault the tower again. No, no. So, yeah, yeah. Well, th- Wait, the, yeah. there's the tower at the beginning and there's kind of like the the main fortress home base mm-hmm. that Conan went after that they now begin to assault and then this is where you see like john milius like love of tactics like they're they're putting on like camouflage war paint and they're they're going into super like stealth ninja mode mm-hmm. you know they're they're sneaking through the whole layer and there we see them basically like assess and plan their attack and then launch their attack as we we also get like a backstage look at what this cult is doing. And like, they are full on like cannibals and having an orgy mm-hmm. and, and yeah, just, and then, you know, doing their snaky business. Yeah. And she, so they, they do, they get the princess. They get out of there. Yeah. After it, and just an epic fight scene. Yeah, and where there's like a big like there's like the orgy that's happening and then there's a cauldron full of like soylent green and like hands. Um and they get the princess, but she doesn't want to go. She's like, "Give me back to my uh sexy snake daddy." Um we do see him transform like into a snake. Mhm. Which is which is very practical effects. <laughs> It's like it's like a puppet face that's being like pumped full of air, and then all of a sudden you blink and it's a snake face. Um, and but then she's like, "Give me back to my snake daddy! I hate you! I love him!" And um, James Earl Jones kills Valeria with a snake arrow, mm-hmm. which like, is so so effing creepy. Yeah, he takes a snake like out of his pocket. He just pulls it like straight and shoots it in a bow into Valeria mm-hmm. and and she dies. Yeah. She's, She's my sitting. favorite person in this movie. And yeah. And, and then make it. when she dies, she basically mentions that she, this was the bargain that she uh, made to get Conan back. Yeah. And I like, you know. That doesn't mean you like that is love, man. She loved him. She really, really loved him. Breathe, mm-hmm. Let me breathe my last breath into your mouth. Like, wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, okay. So they, but, but they're still like, uh, what do we do now? Right. So they go back to mm-hmm. the Windy City and now it's yeah, tactics so th- again. They, they yeah, they've, three they've got the princess. Yeah, they've got the princess and they decide. Nor, like, I would take the princess and run, but instead they take a day to basically create defenses. And they use all... their skeletons again, like... Uh-huh. Yeah, they. this is, again, like, the military tactics of creating, like, fortifications and, and traps and, you know, fallback points with, with weapons and, like, arrows in the sand, you know? Yeah. Um, because they don't just want to run, they want blood. Like, they want, you know, Conan wants revenge. Yeah, and, like, he deserves it. Like, like poor guy's been through quite a bit at this point. Like, um, Uh-huh. And, and then possibly my fa- one of my f- 
favorite, if not my favorite moment, is when Conan prays to his god Krom. Mm-hmm. You know, and he basically is saying, I, you know, I've never prayed to you before. I don't have the tongue for it. But grant me revenge. Just know that we were like, you know, few against many. Mm-hmm. But grant me revenge. And if you're not listening, then to hell with you. Yeah, yeah. You know, I love that. That he just like, you know, if you're not going to help me, then fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> but also, if you are listening, though, please help me. Like, right. I'm doing my best down here. In summary. Yeah. <laughs> um, And they, you know, they show up. They have this sort of like big battle. Um, At the end of the battle, they still have not got james earl jones like he's doing that thing where he's like i'm gonna be away over here you guys go fight over there Mm -hmm. delegation yeah he has that moment of like well if i can't have her no one can he tries to snake arrow the princess who is calling out to him like snake daddy i love you save me i want to be with you like i didn't ask for this and then he shoots at her with the snake arrow and she's like wait a damn minute you're gonna shoot me with this i thought we had a thing you know and then she and then she's like off off it or or she mm-hmm. still wants to be with him a little at that point i'm i don't remember it's hard it's hard yeah. to do a 180 yeah um but they still have they still have not killed james earl jones yeah um he has to still go kill james earl jones and he does like he just goes to the top of the steps Mm-hmm. He's giving a big presentation, like the, the big summer solstice event, uh-uh. you know, and <laughs> surrounded by thousands of followers. And Conan is just like, whoopsie doopsie, there goes your head. <laughs> like, uh-huh. gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> he like throws the head down, down the stairs and all of the, all of the followers are like, well, I guess that's that. Um <laughs> Like, I was still into it when he was a snake, but I don't know. If he doesn't have a head, uh, I guess I'll I guess I'll go home. <laughs> and I love how after the deed is done, Conan sits down and absorbs the experience. Mm-hmm. Like, he sits on the steps and thinks about it, mm-hmm. thinks about what happened as people are leaving, you know? And then, like, at the, so we get the little button at the end, which is, like, this was just one of many adventures. Like, Conan went on, on to have, like, this this whole full life, and he became a king, and, like, all of mm-hmm. this stuff. And Or what he says that they brought the princess back, and then the king, who is not Dumbledore, was like, cool, you're the king now. Mm-hmm. Right? No, no. No? Okay. No. He ends up getting his own like kingdom later on in other stories. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that's Conan the Barbarian. Like it's, it's a lot. It's, and we saw this movie together years and years and years ago at film bar at a, a really wonderful screening that they did where they had like a camel, um, pinata that you could go punch if you wanted to <laughs> and like they gave us like inflatable swords and stuff that was a good time i loved film mm-hmm. bar i will miss it dearly um yeah. so uh so like on a scale of one like i guess we have to say like decapitated head because they are all over the place in this movie <laughs> right <There's... laughs> one head to ten heads um how many heads would you cut off well, so I was, you know, you you worry about these movies holding up ones that like, you know, it's like, oh, my God, that was so great. Like, you know, I, I didn't see this as a kid, maybe as a teenager or in my 20s. It's not for kids. Yeah, no, it's not for kids. It's not a kid movie. Um, but I, I don't know. Like this viewing was it was so strong. Mm-hmm. I've got to give it like an upper tier, like nine Ooh, okay. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, like it doesn't it doesn't have that like pitfall of not holding up in terms of like, oh, these are the these are the ideas of the 80s that no longer have a place in our in our, you know, 2022 society. It doesn't it totally dodges that bullet by being, you know, this period uh, piece and mm-hmm. not having to, to deal with that. So 
so does it hold up? And I would even say, like, does it hold up in terms of, like, if you held this up against another sword and sandals epic ad- hero's quest adventure, you know? Yeah, I think it holds up. Like, the it, you look at the effects and be like, oh, yeah, that's very, you know, 1982 effects. And it is, but it does not take away from your enjoyment of the movie or of the effects themselves. Like, seeing mm-hmm. how the sausage is made doesn't make it less delicious, um so it's it's a fun watch and what a great experience to like watch with friends like at a party you know have that themed like film bar experience have a signature drink give everybody inflatable swords let's punch a camel like we're gonna have a great (laughs) we're gonna have a great time Mm -hmm. and if you haven't seen this movie and you're being shown it for the first time which was the experience that i had when we went to film bar i'd never seen it uh was just like it's like what what is happening (laughs) (laughs) and you know what that's what i always look for is that fun to be like oh we're gonna have a conan party and we're gonna watch conan and you're gonna love it and then we're gonna go watch red sonia and it's gonna be this whole thing um so i'd like i would give it slightly less i would give it an eight uh but i still think it's very good oh yeah very good it completely holds up yeah it's a fun fun time uh so, like, I really struggled with a deep cut recommendation. <laughs> do you have one? I do. It was just watching this. It just got me in the mood to flip through old D&D books. Oh, You know, yeah. like, like the classic, like, based, like the red box set from, like, 1983. Mm-hmm. So, like, when I was younger, my dad bought a bunch of, like, these D&D books, but my brothers never wanted to play and I didn't have, like, friends to play role-playing games with who were, like, into it. So it was basically me just reading through them, like, absorbing, like, the stories of the world building and the things like that. And just, like, looking through it, it's like, oh, this is how much a sword costs. This is how much, like, a, a water skin or a wine skin costs. If you're into Conan, flipping through some of these old, like, Dungeons & Dragon books is to me is is connective tissue of mm-hmm. of the experience you know and all the illustrations they've got the same sort of haircuts and and concepts of of what like fantasy fashion is like yeah it's that whole hold on to the leg vibe mm-hmm. um yeah I, I mean i think that even playing D would be a great recommendation because it is very much like the experience of like you're in a town who do you talk to? Who do you punch? Mm-hmm. This guy's offering you drugs. Like, you're going to take the drugs. Like, this. here comes this lady who wants you to climb the tower. We climb in the tower. Like, it's pretty great. Yeah. And I, I just couldn't, I couldn't come up with anything that was analogous to a Conan-like experience. So I'm just, like, giving a, a, rec- a deep cut recommendation of something that people may not know about that I think is great. Um, which is an animated series called Over the Garden Wall. And I think it's on Amazon Prime or it's definitely streaming free somewhere. And it's like you can watch it all all 10 episodes in like one afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's really great and charming. Elijah Wood is uh, the voice of one of the characters. And uh, my 16-year-old daughter showed it to me and was like, you're going to like this. And I was like, well, I don't think I'm going to like this, but all right. And I loved it. And so <laughs> it needs to, it needs to be the new adventure time because I need so much more of it. Um, <laughs> so over the garden wall. Uh, well, um, let me add on to that. Um, and then this is I just totally remembered this. Um, this is very, very Conan, but uh, Gendy Tartakovsky's Primal, um, which is on Adult Swim. I think you can watch it on HBO Max. But it's it's basically like, you know, um, very little dialogue. It's basically the the running adventures of of a caveman slash Conan type character and his buddy slash pet T Rex. You know, as they go through various exceptionally violent, um, but uh, stirring adventures. Ooh. And have you Nathan seen uh, Vox Machina, the uh, Critical Role animated series? No, no, I haven't. That, that would be a good deep cut recommendation. In fact, let's make that my deep cut recommendation okay. because it's a it's a D&D campaign uh, that has now been animated. Interesting. Um, okay. 
So it's not that similar to um, Conan, but it is very good. Vox Machina. Uh, That is definitely on Amazon. Um, So where can people find you, Nathan? Can they support the movie? Can you tell us a little bit about the movie? Yeah, so I'm still in production. We were going to shoot in January, but we had to pause because of Omicron. Um, We're actually... Uh, we had to pause, and um, we are resuming shooting in one week. So my brain is basically exploding with anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're yeah, we're once we're done with this uh, leg of of shooting, uh, we're going to be about ninety percent in the can, and so we'll just have two days to pick up later. It's tough because our main actors have to fly in, but yeah, it's just it's just the difficulty of schedules. And we don't have the money to kind of like own people's schedules, you yeah. know. The dram- the dramedy, the last movie ever made, um, you can find on the Facebooks and you can find on the Instagrams or the easy the easy shortcut is just go to Squishy Studios. Yeah. And the, the main actor is uh, um, Adam Reaney, who has been our mm-hmm. frequent guest and will be our future frequent guest. And you can you'll see Craig Michael Curtis in there and like a lot of. <laughs> A lot of most excellent 80s uh, friends friends and family. Um, I'm super excited to, to see the final version. Um, and I guess to participate a little bit in the coming days. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find me uh, in my physical presence if you are in the uh, greater Phoenix area at the Neighborhood Comedy Theater in downtown Mesa, Arizona. Um, and my, I will give a new pod recommendation. So I've been recording, uh, I've been on a few episodes of the Saturday matinee podcast over at true story FM, uh, where our friends, uh, Andy Nelson and Matthew Fox and, um, uh, Kyle Olson and a lot of the people we have had as, as guests here have their podcasts. And so I've been, uh, a, I guess like a semi-permanent host on some Mm. of those pods and it's really fun so listen to the saturday matinee podcast in the true story fm uh next reel thread um and we're gonna get nathan on there as soon as he's done like being (laughs) very moving yeah Yeah. but you know filmmakers gotta film make so you do your thing (laughs) (laughs) okay be right back okay (laughs) um thanks so much for listening please 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 i i I beg of you do the things like like the things like tell me what you think of how i've how i've said conan this whole time um i'm like you know criticize me but give me five stars and we'll call it square uh like and review tell a friend we so 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 appreciate you Um, And as always, when you're out there in your world, punching your way through the camels of life, remember to be excellent to each other and party Party on, dudes. dudes. And I think you got to do like a rawr, like you did it so good. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome.